We encounter toxins every day living in today's world. From air and water pollution to pesticides and the like, one quickly realizes that in order to stay in tip-top health, we must make detoxing a daily practice. The trouble is that it can be hard to find an efficient, gentle, and affordable product that can do just that, unless you know about Shilajit. Shilajit is a natural resin that melts easily into hot substances, turning any cup of coffee, tea, or even hot water into a naturally healing and detoxing drink. If you're interested in helping your body cleanse, heal, and renew on a cellular level, head to naturalshilajit.com. That's N-A-T-U-R-A-L-S-H-I-L-A-J-I-T.com and use my code MACG, that's M-A-C-G, to save 10% on your order today. Move beyond surviving and start thriving with natural Shilajit. Welcome to my human design experiment. Hey there, and welcome back to Mystical Mac. Thank you for coming back if you are returning, if you're just joining us. Thank you for being here. Today we get into the series that I talked about last episode. If you would like, it would fit to go back into the last episode and listen to it. If you don't want to do that, that's totally cool too. Just stay here and you've caught the series in its first part. Who are you? Part one. (laughs) Or I should say, who are you? Part one, soul contracts. Big question, right? Who are you? A lot of people never fully answer this question, I don't think. I know that I feel like I'm going to be answering this question for the rest of my life. But I do believe that there are things that we can explore that bring us closer to the answer to that. Of course, I believe there are many. We are multifaceted beings, dare I say, an entire universe in a meat suit. (laughs) And so that means that we could explore forever and ever and ever to infinity and beyond and still leave things uncovered about ourselves. This vastness that I speak to is very fitting of the aspect of who we are that I'm going to be diving in today, and that's soul contracts. For those of you who aren't aware, and you may or may not believe this, however, you are on Mystical Mac, so maybe... Hear me out. We come into this life with a premeditated purpose. There is a good reason why you've chosen the body, you've chosen the talents you've chosen, the parents you've chosen. And it's kind of interesting to think that you've chosen these things. Especially when our world and our society seems to be so good at, I shouldn't say our world, Mother Gaia is amazing and abundant and she inspires us to be so every single day. But our society 
up until this point has bred a sense of powerlessness in its inhabitants. At least the governing culture. And so it's interesting to think of us having choice and free will even before we are born, but we do. And it's a brilliant thing. Those choices you make are a sort of contract, your soul contract, that you aim to fulfill. Now, I don't necessarily claim to know the nitty-gritty of this. I've never, not that I believe, you know, angels and um, very high vibrational beings are necessarily quote-quote up there being like, and this person writes a list, this person writes another thing in the list, this way. <laughs> I don't necessarily think that's how it works. However, for simplification's sake, my, I don't claim to know the, right, this is what I was saying, I don't claim to know the nitty-gritty details in that way. However, it's my belief that you have parts of your contract that are meant to be fulfilled over lifetimes, and then you have parts of your contract that are meant to be fulfilled in this particular lifetime. And I do believe that, unfortunately, humans have been really slipping on on our life contracts and on our fulfillments of these life contracts. I'm not saying that because I believe every human needs to be amazing and extraordinary in every single way that society values or whatever. Like, there are so many people that are fulfilling their soul contracts to their biggest potential Uh, and they are just completely unseeming people. For example, the movie Soul. I think of the movie Soul and how Moonwind, the guy whom whom heads the the astral projector crew that help lost souls get found again, you know, he is flipping a sign on the corner of the road. Like, the most unsuspecting person to be super spiritual and very spiritually in tune to the point where he astral projects and helps lost souls. Not just astral projects, but astral projects and... uh, pirates, pilots a ship in the land of lost souls and leads a troop of astral projectors that help him do so. You would never think that this guy flipping the sign on the corner is that spiritually in tune. So I'm not saying that we're slipping on our life contracts because everyone needs to be doing something quote, quote, extraordinary by society standards. I say this because it feels like there are a lot of humans who come into this life and they, before they came in, they had the intention of remembering. Remembering their soul contract or in the very least, their purpose of what they came here to do. But a lot of us get sucked into the system get sucked into that energy in society that breeds powerlessness. 
and we forget that we even had that much agency in the first place. We forget that our souls are infinite and connected to that infinity at all times. And in that infinite energy exists this grand purpose that you came here to fulfill. (laughs) And I'm not going to say that one purpose is any more grand than the next they all are because they are necessary otherwise we wouldn't have made our little soul contracts and gone through all this trouble to dive into this meat suit to fulfill them it doesn't matter if you're the the local barber who has worked in the same place for 30 plus years and has regular customers and is an integral part of that community and spreads all the love or if you're a big-time celebrity spreading your artistry and your love on a wider scale it does not matter because it's all grand you decide key things about you before you dive into here and you decide key things about you for lifetimes to come and for lifetimes long ago it's all happening in an infinite loop anyway time is just linear to us because well because it needs to be with the physical reality and things like that although it can be pretty malleable considering that it flies by in certain situations and is just horridly slow in others (laughs) time That is literally a conversation for another time. So why do I bring soul contracts into the who are you conversation? Well, because since we talked about what's in your backpack last week, what are the things that made you, what are the things that formed you, your traumas, your triumphs, your whatever it is, How much of that is weighing you down? How much of that is other people's shit? How much of that can you move to a carry-on? If you're interested in everything that I just said, please go back to the last episode. You'll thank me for it. (laughs) So we talked about what's in your backpack. And I set it as a precursor because we need to talk about that. First and foremost, you need to be addressing your traumas and you need to be addressing the stuff that's causing toxic patterns in your life that you do, that you perpetuate before we can get into this whole life contract, soul conversation. Soul contract, life contract. There you go. Your soul contract is like the thing that spans across lifetimes or can. And then your life contract is like this life, this, you know, there we go. We named it. You need to address the shit that affects your everyday life and that creates subconscious patterns especially the toxic ones before you can fully benefit from a conversation or a plan of action or even just finding your soul contract your soul purpose your life purpose because all of that shit that's in your backpack is going to get 
in the way, that weight is going to, it's going to keep you from seeing through the lens of your soul. My mom mentioned to me that And (laughs) this is when my mom's light worker energy comes out. And she even said it. She's like, I'm not saying this as your mother. I think something's just moving me to say this. (laughs) And yeah, I hear her because I have that shit too. And she goes, your conflict is that you have this ever-giving soul. This huge soul. And... It's been put into a body that needs and needs and needs because in its early development, it was never given to in the way that it needed to be given to. So to translate, because my formative relationships with my parents did not feel inherently safe, I have developed patterns around needing safety and needing to feel safe that have been running around in the background of my brain, creating situations that mimicked the relationships that I had in my formative years in order to find a sense of safety in those relationships. But the the catch is that those relationships weren't safe. So, So then how do I find a sense of safety in inherently unsafe relationships? Right. However, that's the thing though. Like once you become aware of that thing that you're doing, then you can start to see through the lens of your soul. So the way that I developed, and this was part of my life contract. Let's get into it. This was part of my life contract, this life here. I wasn't meant to be born into a family that was super great and functional. I wasn't meant to have a perfectly present mother. I wasn't meant to have a super kind put together father I wasn't meant to have all those things and I don't say that with a sense of like oh self-pity like no like I'm so viscerally aware and I've been for years now so viscerally aware that everything that I went through in my childhood attuned me to things that I would not be able to talk about here on this podcast if if I hadn't gotten attuned to those things. And I do believe that this is shifting for humanity. I really do. It's amazing. I see it happen with the children that I take care of. Um, I see it happen with just the, you know, we can say whatever we want about Gen Z and the newer generations and whatever. And yeah, some of them can be really misguided and a little bit annoying in their being misguided. But 
there are some incredible gems coming and more than ever like more than ever you have young people really caring about kindness and using power for the right reasons and the right ways and so I believe that this is changing for us which is great but up until very recently suffering was the primary way that enlightenment occurred I'm not saying it's the only way not at all but and this can either you know flop or work suffering can kick your ass into some enlightenment gear when you start to seek answers inside yourself because you hurt so bad you know when you start to learn more about why you are the way you are like you're just you're bound to to start on this path of of enlightenment And so, of course, with what I have to do on this planet, I'm not entirely sure what my exact purpose is, but I know that this podcast has something to do with it. I know that talking about these things has something to do with it. But I would have never been able to get here and been comfortable enough with this information. Sorry. Been comfortable enough with this information. Been. How, how can I say this? I wouldn't even know so much about this information. If I hadn't gone through what I went through in my childhood. So. Yeah, it's in my backpack or it was in my backpack and it really sucked and it was really heavy and it really kept me, right? Because I was stuck in in the the unfulfilled needs of my inner child. And I'm not saying that I'm like never going to be there again or but n- now that I have just this little peek into what was a dark hole that I couldn't see anything, now there's a little bit of light there. Every time I get triggered in that way, get triggered by closeness, start to push my partner away, that kind of thing, I'm going to be able to shed a little bit more light and a little bit more light and a little bit more light into that situation. And that's how knowing what's in my backpack really affects my ability or not of seeing through my soul lens, which is really truly... This very abundant, very giving, very loving thing. Even, and I've experienced this with myself, even in moments where where it's hard to be giving and loving and abundant. I've found ways and I'm committed to being, to living more through that. You know, and meeting my needs through that. Not necessarily saying I can meet every single need on my own. But like asking, if I do have to ask someone to help me meet a need, like asking through that lens. You know, that lens of of my soul. That is this big loving abundant thing. Asking with that energy. Not the energy of this child that needs, 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 needs because 
because it feels like it, because it felt like it was still living in a place that their needs were never going to get met. It sees differently now. And that's just one aspect of my soul contract, or rather my life contract. And I do believe it's been kind of a soul contract, this idea of suffering and this idea of going through shit is in order to find the deeper things in life. So what do I have to give you in terms of information, in terms of like, where do we go from here, right? Because ideally, I'm working with these series so that we can, we, meaning both you and me, (laughs) we can ask the big questions about ourselves. We can really dig deep and figure out who the hell we are. And so what do I suggest that you do now that you have a little bit of information about soul contracts, life contracts? Look at the things that formed you. Is there a pattern, right? Is there a pattern in the needs that weren't met when you were a child? Is there a pattern that you perpetuate today that, like for example, no matter how hard you try, is it just really damn near impossible for you to be patient no matter what? Even if it's a situation where you know exactly how much time you're going to need to wait, like, you know, there's no, like, uncertainty. It's like, is patience, like, just a very big, hard thing for you? That's probably, like, a a life contract lesson of some sort that you're learning that lesson is going to feed into whatever your life purpose is. Or, like, what are some things that make you feel empowered? What are some things that you can do, right? What are your talents, like... All of those things that give you a sense of power, of empowerment. And power comes in many, many, many forms. And even in surprising forms. Power can be very contextual. And it actually kind of is contextual. Um, you know, power is talents. Power is... Uh, charisma power is yes money is a form of power um let's see a magnetic presence is a form of power an artistic eye is a form of power um an incredible ability to organize numbers is a form of power right so what things do you have that feed into your empowerment and your power what are you good at Those things feed into your life contract. Those things feed into your purpose. And then the lessons that you seem or you find yourself to be learning over and over and over again or to be encountering over and over and over again. Or if you're not necessarily incredibly practiced at looking at things and triggers that happen to you in that way, what triggering situations keep occurring over and over and over again what are things that people in your life keep doing that don't make you feel good over and over and over again ask yourself if you do those things too and whatever is at the bottom of all that that's likely a lesson that 
you are required to learn to really truly go towards and fulfill your purpose. Next week, we are going to be talking about... We're going to be unpacking a little bit more of the childhood trauma thing. Um, I'm going to be talking just more in depth about it. We did talk about what's in your backpack last week and we talked about how you can move that stuff to your carry-on. But I do want to get into like the nitty-gritty of like, okay, so what if your soul contract and your life contract essentially said that you came into a life where your primary relationships are going to be very dysfunctional? And what does that dysfunction even look like? Because a lot of people can assume, you know, direct abuse is the only version of dysfunctional, but there are many different versions of dysfunctional. And what I'm going to be touching upon, I'm, I'm going to go into attachment styles. And I'm going to be touching upon neglect and enmeshment and how those experiences can can and will influence you once you've come into this life. So that's going to be very exciting. And the last thing that I will say about today's topic, that was a little interlude to let you know it's coming, but the last thing I will say about today's topic is that a lot of, I feel that a lot of people would ask, well, why don't we remember? Like, why don't we remember our life contracts? Why don't we remember our soul contracts? I mean, the way I see it, it's very difficult to fit infinite information in a finite brain. But not just that. Part of the contract is this idea of forgetting. And that's not to say you don't have an an idea when you're a child. Usually children are so much more in tune with that, with that information. They don't know what that, that is, that information, of course. But like, I fully believe that if a child is able to just bloom as they are meant to bloom with gentle guides, with, you know, as parents and caregivers with all the love all the compassion all the presence in the world and kindness with setting boundaries so that they learn how but in constructive healthy ways right I really do believe that this idea of forgetting wouldn't even really fully be a thing because I believe that they would just run into their soul purpose and their life purpose sooner or later they would just find it And some people, even with all the trauma and crap, like, still just run into their soul purposes and their life purposes without ever having to be like, oh, I remember this. I remember in that cosmic place that I was in before. Like, it's not necessary. It's not necessary to know exactly. Like, trust me, I'm someone who loves to know shit. But it is not necessary to know every bit of your soul contract although if you're interested you can always get an akashic reading those are always really really helpful if you're looking for that kind of information akashic reading if y'all want me to repeat it so it's not necessary to know that information 
once you jump into the meat suit, you have this amazing inner guidance system. And you still have a tether to that infinitely cosmic being that you embody outside of your body. (laughs) You have a lot of energy flowing into you. A soul is very potent, but do you really think an infinite soul can fit all of itself into a human body? Probably not. So you are inevitably connected to that infinite energy. And it's guiding you. You just have to effing listen. It's guiding you through your emotions. And it's guiding you through... I want to say your thoughts. But that gets bundled. That gets a little bit out of hand. Because our thoughts are really heavily influenced by what's in our backpacks. And so are emotions, by the way. Which is why it's really important to do this work. Which brings me into next week's episode. When we uncover attachment styles and childhood trauma. And how your formative relationships can cause you to veer away from who you really are. Can cause you to condition yourself into being someone that's not fully authentic. Or at all, depending on your situation. And that's going to be a really fun talk. So I hope you join me. Thank you for joining me this time. Stay mystical and stay grounded. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Mystical Mac. For future episodes, click that subscribe button and... To help us spread this podcast far and wide, consider leaving us a review. Also consider checking out the social justice links in the description below and going to mysticalmac.com to read up on my blog and find out about my tarot card readings. Also, follow me on Instagram and on TikTok at Mac Guerrero. Lastly, thank you so much, James, my amazing editor, for putting this podcast together for us. I'll catch you next time. Stay mystical and stay grounded.